Hello and welcome back to Artificial Talk. I'm your host Tristan and today I have with me Louie. Hi everyone. All right and we got a bunch of fun topics. I know last week you know it, we had some fun ones but this week uh, there's a lot of events. We are in the middle of uh, I don't know September at this point yeah, right? Yeah. So a lot of new stuff's coming out. We're still waiting for the bulk of stuff to come out, but I one of my personal favorite things came out this week, so I'm excited to talk about it. But let's start with some, I guess, kind of interesting stuff. So SoftBank is selling ARM, well, allegedly, not, not fully done yet, but they're talking about selling ARM to NVIDIA. Now, this has been something that's kind of been in the news here and there, but the... The rumors are on the street that they're going to sell it for over $40 billion. Yeah. This is uh, rather interesting considering ARM has, if I'm correct, almost never been profitable. Uh, which yeah. Is why they're selling them. But, you know, the question is why is NVIDIA wanting to buy something that's going to bleed money, basically? Like, to put this in perspective, uh, what ARM used to do is they used to sell a lot of, like, perpetual licenses. Like, that's a license Apple, Samsung, uh, Huawei, before they got banned, had. <laughs> um, but even with that perpetual license, I think they were still only, like, even the ones that they were selling on an annual basis were still only making back, like, $300 million, which sounds like a lot, but... It's not. When you, when you bought it for $30 billion, your scale of numbers is a little bit different uh -huh. so it, it, ma it makes you wonder why arm continued to sell perpetual licenses then if they weren't making any money barely making any of from selling mm -hmm. you know perpetual license before why would they keep selling them if they just weren't i mean like the theoretically if you're selling perpetual license to everyone you would run out of customers at some point like because right. you wouldn't you wouldn't get any money after like x amount of years if the if, if, if number of clients didn't grow I, and I was going to say, too, I, I feel like for ARM in particular, there are and to be good, there are a lot of smaller developers that do use it, like if they wanted to make their own chip, like uh, actually the uh, the Pixel devices were pretty good, uh, like because they had they had the Qualcomm chips, yes, but they also had their Pixel Center uh, chip, mm -hmm. which was based on ARM. And of course, Apple with Apple Silicon. But both of those companies, to my knowledge, both have perpetual licenses, yeah. which is <laughs> the issue there. I, I do... So it is curious though, like NVIDIA is a chip maker. They make the art, they make their graphics cards, they make server cards, they, you know, they're huge in the data center industry. Uh, I think outside of just consumer industry, I do wonder. maybe does that make, mean that maybe they want to, cause they have the Tegra chips, like those, uh, their mobile chips. Right. I wonder if they're maybe trying to jump back into that, like full steam, like, you know? Well, I know this is a topic for later, um, but mm -hmm. I did hear that the new thirty, uh, the new three thousand series RTX cards, uh, actually are running on an. Uh, they partnered with Samsung to make ARM CPUs. Right. So I'm not like surprised that they're buying ARM, considering it looks like they're moving back towards ARM for their for their GPUs. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm not, you know, like surprised they're gonna buy ARM, but it's still just strange that a you know mainly GPU maker would be like, let's buy CPU instruction set. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I do, like NVIDIA CPU, maybe. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> like, that, that's what we need is another CPU maker. Hey, more competition. And more competition's yeah. better, I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, because when I, when I think about NVIDIA, like, at this point, the only chip they make for computers 
would be uh, like the one they made for Microsoft. The um, the always on PC CPU chip. Mm-hmm. I think it was the SQ1, if I remember correctly, that they use in their ARM notebooks. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, I guess the only other option Microsoft has is Qualcomm, basically. Yeah. Because Apple, Apple's definitely not going to make chips for yeah. Microsoft. I, I wish. No, no matter be... how much everyone's going to want, you know, the new Apple, Apple Silicon chips when they come out beefier and more powerful, they're not going to sell them, unfortunately. <laughs> Do you think we're ever... Remember when they released the iPad Pro and they had Microsoft's, like, head of, like, Office walk up on stage and talk about how Microsoft Office is great on the iPad? Yeah. Do you ever think we're going to hit the point where basically they just have... The Apple, you know, chip weed walk up on stage and say, we making chips for Microsoft <laughs> for the Windows PCs. Oh my God. Could you imagine the uproar in the PC market? If the next, <laughs> if like, like in like five years, you know, Apple, when Microsoft is like, we're, we're now going to be supporting Windows on Apple like architecture, right? And then five years later, oh yeah, the new Windows is only on Apple architecture. <laughs> that'd be disaster. It would never happen, that would be, but that'd be hilarious. No. These companies will never play nice with each other, but I, I, I mean, Nvidia's, I guess, in a good position to buy it though, because when I think about it, they 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 do have some beef with Apple over mm-hmm. some old GTX cards in their notebooks. <laughs> but outside of that, Nvidia really doesn't have any. Like, I can't think. Can you think of any like quarrels Nvidia has with anybody else though at the moment? Not really. I mean, other than their competition with AMD, which. Mm. really isn't a quarrel as much as it is just competition i don't know apple seems to be the only one that continues to hold a grudge against nvidia for those previous cards um yeah which i mean like i'm not we can't be surprised i mean a big reason apparently allegedly that apple's leaving intel is because intel wasn't you know meeting their spec for quality control of their cpus and stuff so i'm not surprised that after all this time they're still like no we're not using your gpus because they melted down um but it's it seems like AMD is really, I mean, obviously it's better for NVIDIA to not have these, you know, quarrels, right? Because they'll just, they'll make more money in the end. I, yeah, even with AMD, it seems like when AMD introduced Ryzen a couple of years back, I remember a lot of the headlines were actually talking about how NVIDIA said, welcome, uh, welcome back to like the competition when they released rising against intel uh-huh. and of course at the time we were all like oh rising's pretty cool not knowing that uh you know they basically <laughs> would beat intel's consumer side yeah. into the ground yeah so including I mean, like laptops now too mm-hmm. uh, like the i think it's the, G, the g14 from mm-hmm. asus yeah. i've heard very good things about that laptop except it has no webcam in the age of zoom mm-hmm. right which is <laughs> not great but and that's where it, we it was are pre right it was pre-pandemic so yeah. i guess you can't blame them for that one mm-hmm. but i guess kind of going off of that i mean i'm interested to see like next week is allegedly when this sale is supposed to go live if right. it does and if that happens i mean it's going to be i think the third time that arm has changed hands uh between companies mm-hmm. and i mean i guess out of everyone Outside of the profit side of it, which I don't see in NVIDIA's angle on, owning that ARM license might actually be big for them if they can find a way to really... Beef it up. You know, yeah. Um, but anyways, speaking of NVIDIA, new RTX cards. Yeah, the uh, RIP 2080 Ti owners. 
Yes. We, uh, everyone told you not to buy, and this is what you get for buying. Oof. I I will say, you know, we there's obviously no benchmark numbers out in the wild yet, mm-hmm. but Nvidia is confident enough in these cards that they just said basically, if you bought a 2080 Ti last month, you're kind of out of luck. Yeah. Because even our base level of these cards beats it for about a third of the price. Yeah, I mean, like they, they even he uh, Jensen even said. 1080 Ti owners, it is safe to upgrade now. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting because, like, when they first released the 20 series of RTX cards, I, like, I have a 1060, and I was looking at it, and I was like, I don't really see a reason to pull the trigger, Mm -hmm. because it just, you know, RTX is cool, but in the grand scheme of things, there's, like, maybe five games that look really good with it on. Minecraft is not and, one of them. It's bad. Minecraft, <laughs> Minecraft had shaders long before RTX. Yeah. We both know this. Yeah. Mod in the game. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, the 30 series is actually looking like, from what we've seen so far, maybe the biggest leap, I think, ever in maybe NVIDIA's history. Well, right? like, definitely. And I think the reason is that you know, uh, we were talking about this a little bit before, but I think they're really trying to shut AMD up in terms of like mm. competition and stuff like, hey, welcome back. By the way, we just, you know, jumped five generations in one, basically. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, especially with their aggressive pricing, like no one was expecting them to be that cheap for that much performance. This is the 3070 being faster than the 2080 Ti, you know, at, mm. at, five, at $500. Um, it's kind of amazing but i i i honestly have a feeling i have a feeling that this is not you know they did not make these breakthroughs you know over the last couple of years this has been, they, they've known about these breakthroughs no. for a while they just haven't done them because there was no competition they had no reason to start selling cheaper cards for more performance uh, with more performance they had no reason to instead they want to just you know if you're like intel was doing basically like milking the market doing little increments at a time like you'll get there eventually but when competition happens, you have to make big strides fast to continue with the competition. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's a part of it. I mean, they saw what AMD did to Intel. Like, they're yeah. kind of... Yeah, that would have been... Oh, my God. Could you imagine yeah. if they basically did, you know, a very small incremental change to the 30 cards, with the 30 cards, and then AMD came and did what they did to Intel? Oh, my God. It would have been... It would have been, his, been history. It would have been history. Yeah. <laughs> and, and instead, NVIDIA, basically, they came out swinging, and they're like... Well, if you want to come fight us, we're not we're not we're the, not going out without a fight. Yeah, yeah. we're we're entrenching ourselves right here, yeah. and you're gonna to have to fight us for every inch of land, sort of thing. We're, I mean, yeah. Fi- and it's funny, and Nvidia know it's funny. Nvidia knows they're top dog, and the only reason is because the th- the thirty ninety mm-hmm. cost like what is it? I think it's fourteen hundred. Fourteen hundred. It's fourteen hundred dollars. No, like I guess if you were looking for value versus like power, again, no benchmarks out there. The 3090 is probably not going to hit that value mark. No. But when NVIDIA can tout that we can do 8K, like 60 on this card, uh-huh. like, you know, that's basically them just flexing and saying, hey, look, AMD's great. Sure. The competition's good. But also, you know, take a look at what we can do. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's flex like, our biceps a little bit so they really know our strength, basically. Yeah, it is interesting though. Nvidia really does seem to be expanding out into the area that I think they're strongest in, which is the software side of things. I mean, oh yeah, like, with the new broadcasting for, stuff. Mm-hmm. 
RTX Voice mm-hmm. that came out too. Like I, I actually think we're gonna see a lot more services like that that take a hold of a lot of that extra power that you may not use directly for gaming. Mm-hmm. And instead use it for like RTX voice. Maybe they'll introduce like RTX camera at some point where it just helps your your terrible webcam well, they work did. better. It, that's part, they that's did? part of the broadcasting is like it gives you like virtual backgrounds and all this stuff that oh, with the cameras right. that's on only on the GPU basically instead of doing CPU stuff. Like they, it's, for, it's a I've, bunch I've of stuff. Like broadcasting is like mm, focus on the streamers and like Zoom calls and stuff. <laughs> so... I know, staying corrected. They they straight up are just doing that. Yeah, and I think because yeah. if you if you ever had an AMD card or had a laptop with like AMD GPU stuff, yeah, the drivers, the adrenaline drivers. stuff is just not great. Yeah, yeah Radeon stuff is just mm-hmm. an atrocious mess of <laughs> everything. Everything that is wrong, like you know how it's difficult to update all your hardware. Stuff? Imagine that, but they actually provide the software, but it's worse than just getting the driver and installing it yourself. That's basically <laughs> where AMD's at right now. Yeah. That's the one area NVIDIA I think does hold a massive advantage because we haven't seen any new AMD cards either. But I think, you know, honestly, after seeing Ryzen and now that their uh, CEO is really pushing for the graphics thing, I think we might actually see something that is competitive with NVIDIA's current stuff at yeah. least. Yeah, at least maybe they won't beat them, but it'll at least match <laughs> them, I think. And you know, I, I, with the recent rumors of that AMD has a uh, 3070 competitor and they're thinking of pricing it $50 lower than the 3070 just to stick it to NVIDIA. I mean, like <laughs> if they can just match it, then they've already done a stellar upgrade overall. But if they also price it cheaper, I mean, like obviously if they beat them, that'd be actually insane, especially with this giant upgrade that they just did NVIDIA. But oh, yeah. if they can just match them and be cheaper, then I think AMD will be solid. As long as and they need to focus on drivers like crazy though, like they have to. Like I'm tired yeah. of playing games on my Mac that has an AMD, and I you know I go into Windows, I play the game, and there's like all these artifacts on the screen and stuff. Like I don't want that anymore. I'm tired of that. I, I will say I will be surprised. Like we you know Nvidia has all that broadcast stuff. I would be surprised if AMD has anything that can match that. Um, the broadcast, yeah, no, I don't think they're going to have any of that. But at least graphical no. performance to match that, then fine. And then like, yeah. like, the, like the, you can get, R- you can get the, G- the, the, the uh, 3070 if you really care about RTX voice and broadcast and all that stuff. Yeah. It, it is interesting because I almost, you almost don't want to buy a 20 series at all anymore, though. Like, oh, yeah, no. No, like, even the $500, like, $500 is a lot of money, yes, but... When the 3070 is able to beat the highest end of the 20 series, and honestly, more than double what the 10 series was even capable of, plus with, of course, all the fancy new broadcast features, mm-hmm. it's looking very... It basically kills their old market. Yeah. Like, honestly speaking, I the used sort of, I guess, in a sense, like, offshoot, like, you know, oh, I can just buy an old card thing. It almost kills that entire market because... The value proposition that they're giving is so much better. You ever wonder um, how many Amazon orders got canceled after that uh, announcement? Newegg orders, Best Buy orders, Micro Center orders. How many? How many things got returned? Man, I, I actually, I wonder how difficult it's going to be for like you know, with all those Amazon, the Micro Centers, the Best Buys of the world to get rid of their warehouses full of old Dude, RTX 20 series cards. So cheaply. But 
and even if they price it cheaply, like, are they, how low are they going to price the 2080s that They're going to have to be cheaper than $450. For that price, you know, actually, though, that's not a bad buy. No, if you it, it's under... still, if it matches, because it, it ma it's supposed to match the performance of the 3070, and it'll still be $50 cheaper. Uh, you know, so I'm, 450 I'm a wouldn't be a bad price. Yeah. You know, but for a thirteen hundred dollar card. Do you think I was gonna say, are they gonna lower it that much though? Oh that's my a god, lot. that's too funny. You're losing like sixty percent of that sale then. I though. know, I know. I, I don't know. I we're gonna have to wait because the cars come out September seventeenth and we'll see how the whole market basically falls apart. Yeah, the thirty eighty comes out, right? The the thirty eighty this yes. month? And then thirty seventy is next month. Yeah. 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 Which is interesting. The mid tier card is getting released first, rather than putting out the uh, the uh, I guess I guess I would I would I want don't want to call it a lower end card because it's actually a really good card. Yeah. But but I guess in the grand scheme of their marketing, their lower end card is actually coming out a month later. The well, the thirty sixty is coming out even later. I think after that, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So they're doing it in terms of like kind of like when Tesla does their cars. They do like the performance models first and then they'll go down to the budget ones later. The same thing, I guess. Yeah, I mean... Just to make up that margin, I I'm, suppose. I'm trying to think because I guess with other technologies, like phones, for example, it tends to be that your, low, your lower end phones kind of just get thrown out at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And then your, your flagship comes out September, the, yeah, October. Yeah, and, and the holiday season around then. Yeah. I guess it's interesting with like... Nvidia, because unlike those companies who are on a yearly re release schedule, uh -huh. um, Nvidia does like it looks like every three years or so uh -huh. from the looks of it. So I release it all at once, and then in between they'll also sprinkle in like the supers and the TIs yeah. and all that too. Uh, Max Q too. If it is curious, I'm curious to see what they what brands they actually came around with the TIs, the supers, the Max Q designs, mm -hmm. because it seems like they want to kill. I don't know if they want to kill the TI, uh, the TI line, but like Super and TI weren't they the same basically? I I, I don't know what the difference same. was. Yeah, I think maybe it was just the power draw between the two is different. Okay. Like Max Q, Max Q is clocked lower. Like that is just, well, Max is for know, laptops, so of right, course it's clocked right. lower. But they run but so like, hot though. Oh my god, they run yeah. so badly. Yeah, they're lower performance overall. It, it, like, again, still better than your integrated graphics, which... Dude, I, a potato it, is better than integrated graphics. <laughs> it, Intel seems to really be pushing for it with Tiger Lake, though. And I'm curious... And Tiger Lake's supposed to release, when is it, next year? Yeah. Right? I'm curious to see if Tiger Lake... It's not going to be able to compete with the, you know, any of the 30 series, to be very clear. But if it can run, like, you know, Rocket League, League of Legends at decent frames, like competitive games. At least 60, I, I would hope. Yeah. And if it can do that, you know? You know, the, the need for, I guess, yeah. having the max cues would slowly go away depending on, you know, how cool the, the integrated graphics run, how good the integrated graphics are. Um, and with that, let's go ahead and let's head on our break and we'll be right back. And we're back. So that was a lot of fun NVIDIA stuff, but let's move on to the Apple event happening next week. So I am very I know excited. Louis, I am very, very I was, excited. <laughs> I was going to say, I know Louis is very excited. So do you want to give us a rundown at what is rumored to be presented? Okay, then? so the rumors, I feel like the rumors change every day, I'm going to be honest with you. 
I feel like every day they're like, oh, this is going to come out. And then it's like, oh, wait, no, just kidding. It's not going to come out. Like we've been waiting for a mini HomePod to be released, right? Hoping, I, I don't think it'll be, I don't think anyone said it's going to come out the 15th. We are probably going to get a new iPad Air with a new iPad Pro-like design with Touch ID and the fingerprint sensor and in the, with Touch ID and the, uh, and the power button. Uh, maybe AirTags will make an appearance. Mm. We have no idea. I'm praying their over-ear headphones finally get released after all this time. You know, we, we got rumors back in May. Hey, they're ready to be released. WWDC. It didn't happen. And then uh, probably most definitely a, a new Apple Silicon Mac, though. Like, most likely that will be happening. Um, I think that that's all of them. Because iPhones, we know, aren't going to happen until October, most likely. I mean, I, I will say we... We've talked we've talked about it a little bit. You know, I'm not super interested in most of that stuff, I'm gonna be honest. Not because it's not cool stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think in the grand scheme of especially with the rumors of the new iPhones and even the uh the Mac Silicon stuff, I think the most interesting part of this event is if they do unveil a Apple Silicon Mac. Yeah, definitely. Like and I'm curious which one comes out first. Like, there's a lot of rumors about maybe a, a Pro coming out, like the a 14-inch MacBook Pro. Uh -huh. There's rumors about a uh, a MacBook coming back, maybe. Uh, and I will say I'm going to be interested to see maybe what they release first, because I think that's going to set what... The president, yeah. Yeah, like, what does Apple consider to be the Max for? I'm, uh, I, 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 I'm hoping that they release the lower end first, if I'm being honest. Right. If they release mm -hmm. like a MacBook or a MacBook Air, right? And that's just like, you know, like their thinnest computer ever made, blah, blah, blah. Um, if they can do that, then I think we'll kind of know what they have in store for the rest of the Mac lineup. Right. Because mm -hmm. if they release a MacBook Pro, then we know what they consider Pro in terms of performance. Right. Then, then the question if they release a MacBook Pro is what's going to be in the Mac Pro in like, in like a year and a half, right? But right. if they do the MacBook Airs and they work their way up in performance, I think that'll definitely ease people into Apple Silicon. You know, uh, the the lighter like the light the lighter programs will be able to run and stuff like that. Um, nothing too beefy. It's just so they can like dip their toes in the water, basically. Um, but I also wouldn't be surprised if hey, 14 inch MacBook Pro releasing the 13 inch MacBook Pro. Here you go. But then if they do that, it'd be really weird because we'd have two different MacBook Pros, we'd have the 14-inch and the 16-inch, one Apple Silicon and one Intel, which is, why yeah, I, which is why I think MacBook Air is the way to go in the beginning because there's only one MacBook Air, right? You, you actually just said a really interesting thing that I hadn't thought about. If uh, you said earlier, if they released the MacBook Pro with the Apple Silicon, they're saying it's ready for full run, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's actually a real, I didn't even think about it that way. Like, that's actually a really interesting point. Uh -huh. So, okay. I, we kind of talked about this a little bit. Like, off, off record, we and I have talked about this extensively, yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Mac right now is maybe Apple's most confused product. Even with Intel or with Apple Silicon, mm -hmm. I don't think they know what their audience is for the Mac. And part of it is because, like, okay, 
any ninety-five percent of what you can do on the Mac, we've established, you can probably get done on an iPad. Yeah. I should know. I've used an iPad for the past two months as a daily device. Yes, this man is insane. Uh, I am straight jacking him insane. immediately. <laughs> yes, um, to the point where I mean, recording video on the iPad here does a great job. Can't do the call on the iPad too, which is sad, but can be done. Either way, the point being, I think it's. It would be interesting if they release the Mac with Apple Silicon, with the MacBook Pro in particular. Mm -hmm. Because that, to me, would signal they're looking at the Mac as a creative device. And if they release it with the Air, I I personally think that that would be really confusing. Because Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, you're kind of being... And and they release it like, oh, we're going to go from least powerful to most powerful. Because that's signaling essentially, oh, the Mac is for everybody. Mm Mm-hmm. Which all their marketing, if you actually looked at Mac marketing Recently, in the past, in the like, past like two years, it's year. definitely had a big shift from everyone Mac to creatives and professionals. Yes. <laughs> if you're on a Mac, you're doing Photoshop, you're doing video editing, yeah. you're doing audio editing. Like look at their marketing. That's all. That's the only thing they show. They maybe they'll show you ta- typing up an occasional document, but now the magic keyboard exists, and that mar- again, that marketing has done a complete 180. Like hey, look, but also you can type on the iPad and write and take it off and use it as a tablet it's weird so i think i honestly think they're going to release it with an air i agree with you first because i think at the end of the day that's just what apple's going to do even if it is in my in my mind a little confusing Mm -hmm. but also if have you ever seen like have you ever seen the inside of the macbook air like the cooling all and all that oh it's like non-existent basically right yeah. yeah, the fan's not over the heat. Seat, yeah, it's like a thing. different part of the. It's like in a quarter of yeah. the system. <laughs> when I look at that, I, I'm like, okay, I understand. Apple, this computer was meant to have Apple Silicon, mm-hmm. I think, but people wanted a new MacBook Air. Yeah, I think that's. I think that the reason the MacBook Air exists right now, the new one, is because people wanted it, and Apple Silicon was not ready mm-hmm. yet. Definitely. And now that Definitely. Apple Silicon's ready, it's going to be the first computer to get it. Uh, although I have heard rumors that it's actually gotten thinner. The MacBook Air will get thinner mm. with, the, with Apple Silicon, which I don't doubt. I mean, you don't, yeah, if, if yeah. it's going to be, you know, if you, if you put the same chip in an iPad, as like they're not going to, but let's say they did. You don't need a cooling system for it. The iPad has no cooling system, right? And if, if, yeah, if, they're, if they're looking at this chip as the, you know, on the iPad, this is the pro chip with no cooling. So if they put this chip and put it in the consumer level Mac... You don't need a cooling system then because they're not going to be editing 4K most likely, right? They go to a Pro or the Mac Pro for that matter, right? So like they're definitely not going to put the same chip in because that's just ludicrous. I think people would have a fit. Um, although I wouldn't be surprised well, so, at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will actually argue against that because I think the most people when they buy a Mac, they probably don't care for specs that much. And the only reason I say that Look at a good example. Look at Apple.com, the website. And if you go in and you go to build a Mac, for example, it doesn't actually tell you, with the exception of the MacBook Pro 13 inch, that's the only computer that tells you what gen chip you have in your Mac. Let me see this MacBook Air. Yeah. Like it doesn't actually tell you anything outside of the fact that say i3, an i5, i7, and how many cores it has, and the gigahertz. Oh, that's yeah. true. There's no, it's not 8th gen, it's not 10th gen, it's not 9th gen, it's just. Intel Core, i3. Gigahertz. No, it says, it says 10th generation right here. 
Oh, because uh, MacBook Air too, because they have the eighth, the old one in the other one, uh, the the dual. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. They used to not. Okay, I'll be clear. They used to not do that for any of the Macs because they all used to be the same chip. Well, I think if you look at, like, like we'll even take my girlfriend for example. She bought her MacBook uh, Pro 13 inch, right? She got base <clears> specs <throat> on it, uh, you know, 256 gigabytes. And now she's like, oh, I didn't know I could get more storage. <laughs> So when I look at it that way, I'm like, they probably the average person probably doesn't care yeah. about specs when they're buying Mac. Like you and I, for example, might care because we kind of know what we're looking for. That's we that's what we sort of do. Mm-hmm. But if you're just writing up documents yeah. or you're doing Excel sheets, you probably don't care if you have the A- AMD Radeon Pro 5500M or the 5300 or integrated graphics for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely correct i don't think that matters to you so when i look at that if apple releases the macbook air or even the macbook pro and says oh apple silicon with you know eight gigs of ram I, actually do you think that they might they're gonna have I think to they're put just, the ram I think, right i think they're just gonna say apple silicon and that's all they're gonna say maybe i i just thought about I mean, it like when you buy an ipad it doesn't tell you much ram you have it just tells you a12 no. whatever right your phone yeah iphones don't have official ram listing ipad does probably Actually, just for yeah. the pros most likely but for the airs i would i would i would imagine i would imagine they wouldn't i think about that yeah they might they might just say I mean, like in the system diagnostics yeah. obviously would but definitely not on their main site but even in there's not i mean i guess there's not really system diagnostics for an ipad or an iphone but no, 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 but in you... the, if the, there's some mm-hmm. back in june when they were shipping the first developer kits out People were taking screenshots. Oh, right, right, right. It said, you know, 16 gigabytes of RAM and stuff like that. So it had those diagnostics. And an iPad, there's no way to find that. Right? right. At least at least in the base, right, you know, right, the base right. settings. It, no, well, no, no, no. But when you're, I mean, like, when you're buying the iPad, it doesn't tell you how much RAM there is. Because you don't need to oh, know that. True. Yeah. Because it's just the chip. That's all you need to know. So right, they do the same right. thing with the MacBook Airs, or, the, or if they just rename a MacBook, because these people don't really care. They're just buying base specs. They're just buying the chip itself now. Uh, well, that's a, it's, an, it's an SOC this time. If you're looking it's for not, configurability, right. then you go to the pros, I'm guessing, right? At least as long as they have Intel, I guess. No, but I because... mean, like, even for Apple Silicon, MacBook Pro, they're not going to ship everyone with 64 gigabytes of RAM. Maybe, I guess you wouldn't but need that, to. But, because if but consider... But con- okay, sorry, go ahead. But cons- yeah, yeah. Con- <laughs> but consider, on an I- iPad, they don't tell you how much RAM you're getting. All the iPads, by the way, all the pros, for example, six, have the same amount of RAM. Six? Six. six. Six gigs, yeah. It's six gigs. Apple doesn't list that anywhere in their technical specs. You could read through all the hardware manu- manuals Apple provides. They will never tell you the amount of RAM. Uh-huh. And I think moving to Apple Silicon, we had this conversation uh, in, I think, the podcast released in early September, uh, last week for us. But to me, I look at that, and we were talking about the fact, is the Mac going to allow external apps to be installed? Uh-huh. And I think our debate was maybe not there's not really incentive for apple to do it and if that's the case well all of a sudden all apple has to do is basically tell developers hey your app better work with this amount of system resources do you, and do you make it think happen. that moving with apple silicon that the macs that start shipping with apple silicon will be locked down in the app store i i i don't think at first i think at the end of the day, though, yes. You think if once they're all it, they're Apple going Silicon, to. they're going to close the gate? I think it'd be better to transition. Yes. I think, at least. I mean, I don't. I, who? What do I know? But 
sure, but then okay, so like. Mm. Oh, but then I guess then the developers have two different systems to run on right now. Yeah, it would be better after it's all done. You're right. Well, well I. Again, for developers, it could be really bad or really good. I think for Apple, though, it's a win-win. At the end of the day, if they get it locked down to the App Store, oh man, they're gonna they win. They're gonna make so much money. Make money, and not only that, it removes the whole process for them. There's it's no longer destroy... gatekeeping Mac. No, oh, they can't. They'll 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 be a suit. You you've heard of setup. You've heard of setup. Yeah, sure. They're they're killing the the, the whole argument over if if it's a monopoly is gonna be. Are you destroying, um, you know, this uh, this other economy? And if the answer is yes, then they won't be able to. Sure, but then I look at the iPhone and the iPad, which but that started but all... that but they are different because they started off as a singular economy. The Mac has multiple maybe, economies in play here. That's the thing. Maybe, but setup is trying to expand to the iPhone too, and they have a way to do that's it. That's true. With QR codes, that's how they do it. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, they could potentially look to just do that same system for the Mac. Much more tedious. I am very surprised that Apple allows them to do that. I mean, look, I guess the thing is don't ripple. I don't, you know, don't, uh, what do you call it? Swirl the water until you need to, though. Yeah. Yeah. Don't brew, don't brew a storm that you don't need to get into yet. But yeah, (laughs) I, I like, is that like, can setup exist in an environment with Apple Silicon though? Like all their apps, I guess all their apps are app store apps though. That's true. They, yeah. 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 Well, most of them are, at least most of them are. Yeah. So, I mean, but when I look at that from that perspective, I sort of, Apple Silicon stuff is one of those things of, it's Apple trying to get everything to just be the same. Everything from app store. We're going to eliminate a lot of a lot of extra processes like i call yeah. them extra processes but it is true apple does have to, For the to an extent, manage steps, basically yeah too yeah and i think from the consumer perspective it's probably going to make your life a lot easier yes no no need to worry about but, license keys and that stuff you just go to the mm-hmm. app store and there it is of course Download it nice and easy. Like, like for me, I have and, a folder full of license keys that I have to constantly mm-hmm. reference. Every time I update my software to beta, half the programs are like, you need to, you know, refresh your license. It's like, oh my God, dude. And, yeah, it would eliminate pretty much all of that. And not only that, like security on the Mac would easily be some of the best in the industry at that point. A pain in the butt to work with if you actually needed to do certain things. Yeah. But basically it would eliminate viruses on the Mac because they just, well, not eliminate, but it would make it. I mean, it's already difficult. really hard to get viruses on a Mac. Even when you're downloading programs from like Safari and stuff, it's already very hard to get a virus on a Mac. I, I, but I will point out, uh, Macs as of 2019 had more virus issues than Windows did for the first time. Really? Yes. Wow, I did not know that. Because, because gatekeeper for all the versions, gatekeeper is not bad but the problem is it does rely heavily on the user to not install things yeah which you know is wonderful windows has windows defender because microsoft finally figured out that well you can't trust the users Win- <laughs> right the users obviously will just do what they do so we have to put something else in yeah place, i but- guess if they lock it in the app store then there's no way to get a virus because you can't run any software from the internet it has to all be on the app store you would so unless, unless apple accidentally improves yeah. a viral program then there's no way wow it, that that makes it it makes it unless unless you're harder. like you know yeah. disable all of their security features then of course but no average consumer is going to be doing that 
I, and honestly, with Apple Silicon, maybe you just can't. Like, if it's hardware level, like it's built mm. in at the, baked in at the hardware level, I, you might not be able to disable secure, like, like, uh, yeah. on current macOS, there's, uh, what is it called? Is it, uh, File Vault, right? Yeah. Fi- File Vault is a thing that you can disable as a mm-hmm. user. But with, like, an iPhone right now or an iPad, you can't disable Secure Enclave. Uh-huh. You can turn it off, you can switch it off in the settings, but it's still working. Right. Like, File Vault, like, on the Mac, you can go in File Vault, you can disable File Vault, you can disable, like, through root command, you can, like, do all that stuff. Uh-huh. I don't even know if you're going to be able to do that with, you know, Big Sur on Apple Silicon, though. Mm. It's weird. It's weird. Um, re- oh, I guess. Huh. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be weird. I, I'm very what interested the, to see if they were What is the always... reason for turning off File Vault right now? It turns off encryption on your Mac. No, yeah, but well, well, why would you want to do that? But, uh, potentially, if you wanted to be able to move a drive out of your computer into a new computer, uh, old Macs before they were soldered yeah, but before, on, and before they're linked to the T2 chips. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, right, and even you could actually argue disabling File Vault might allow you to take files off of a dead Mac, though. Huh? Because there's nothing there's no stopping them. Right. So you could make that argument too. Um, today, because of just how difficult Apple makes, I would say if your computer's dead you probably lose everything on it for the most part if it wasn't cloud backed up. Yeah, like, like for me, I archived, yeah. like I used to have all of my, you know, like life documents since up until maybe a month or two ago um, on iCloud from like, 20, from like 2012 all the way till now, right? And I finally moved it all off of my iCloud and Mac onto a drive that I have. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, now I just have like my current year stuff on iCloud. So if my Mac ever does, uh, you know, like die, let's say, like, like it just goes mm-hmm. kaput, all my documents would be in iCloud, which is very nice. Um, yeah. Considering, because I'm not going to, you know, like I'm, every day I'm not going to go make copies into my drive, right? Like, no. like if, my, if my iPad dies, all in iCloud. If my phone dies, all in iCloud. That's the thing. It's like, it's so convenient, but I don't want to have my entire life on it. I just want to yeah. have my current things. And once the year is over, I'll archive it. <laughs> I do feel like like Time Machine was an old feature that I feel like Apple used to really push. And I love I used Machine, to love Time Machine, but now it's like I just have so terrible. much stuff. I can't have it anymore. Yeah. And Time Machine is in itself kind of bad now. Really? Like it's they haven't done much with it. Well, I mean what what what's there to it's do with it? They could make it possible to store it on a a cloud storage, for example, you similar can. to how you back up your phone or Mac you to you can do it to, to uh, iCloud though. Oh, not to iCloud, but you can do like a yeah. like a server. You can do it to like a server. You mount a drive and you have it back up to there, and that's like like a like true. A cloud. That's what I used but to I, do. But I, as someone who has personal experience with that, it's not easy for an average consumer to set up their own at home server. No, no, no. no. I mean, like, I mean, like, I mean, like OneDrive or like yeah, or like Google Drive. Well, but like being able to set up a time machine through those even is an extra step. Yeah. It's not, it's not like, you know, oh, I have Google, I pay for Google Drive. Now let me just back up my time machine back up to that. I pay for two terabytes or whatever. I wish it was that easy. You know, it's funny. I, I said that I back up my phone and my iPad to iCloud, but I don't. I back up to my computer. So if my Mac uh. dies and all, if, if all my devices die, I really am fucked. <laughs> oh no, because all my documents are iCloud. That's okay. Because like my because de- like the I have saved is my desktop on my Mac, mm-hmm. is all I have saved in iCloud. So I can access my desktop on my Mac from my iPad and my phone. 
It's great. Ah, so see. if all of them die, I don't lose any files. I lose all my apps though, which sucks balls. Would you actually, with Apple Silicon, would you be able, you'd still be able to back up like your phone to your computer. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they'd ever turn that off. That would be, that's interesting. Cause like you can't back up your phone to your iPad, for example. Well, you, do you have, you know, Finder installed on? No, but I mean, like, <laughs> you know what my I mean? iPhone like, backup is like 40 yeah, gigabytes yeah. on my Mac. I can't imagine that taking 40 gigabytes on my iPad. <laughs> I mean, there is a one terabyte iPad now. Though. Oh my God. Yeah. But it's like $500 more. It, it oh, is. It's very I'm expensive. Not do that. Yeah. I, either way. Um, I don't know that I think, but I, again, out of everything that's releasing next week, like Apple headphones, we've seen AirPods, yeah, yeah. AirPods do that. Uh, Apple Watch, maybe, released, actually. Apple Watch, maybe. Apple, Apple Watch is one of those things. The big thing, battery life needs to go way up. Mine's actually days. been okay. But for five days. Okay, well, then that's just I'm like... I'm not talking two days. You're yeah. talking about Fitbit life battery right here. I, or Samsung Watch. Samsung Watch does get three to four days. Oh, I'm sorry. On... I didn't know we're talking about antiquated technology. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Battery life. Apple Watch is still, I think, yeah, a life. great watch. But I, I think that's a thing across all their devices, though. Yeah. I, I mean, like, my Mac, if I don't have it plugged in, it dies in three hours. Like, if I'm using yeah. it, it's really sad. And I, and I'm sure that's just a GPU and, and an Intel CPU thing. Um, and I'm it, hoping with Apple Silicon it'll be better. Like, I'm hoping it'll be better. And to be clear, Louis also on the beta too. That's true. I'm also so on beta. Not a situation. And I also yeah. run two displays. Oh no! Wait, but but like if I'm just in laptop mode, yeah, it, it's it dies within three. Yeah. But even before, I died within four hours. Like before, I was in beta, yeah. so it didn't matter. Uh, so, but I think my battery health has definitely taken a hit. But <laughs> I'm definitely hopeful. Apple Silicon. I'm really hopeful that that's coming out next week. At least MacBook Air. Even if it's MacBook Air, I just want to see it out into the world and see how it does. But let's talk about a device that is officially out in the world now: the Surface. Duo, the oh, first yeah. phone Microsoft has released in five years. Oh, has it really been that long since the Microsoft phone? Yes. Wow. Uh, they can't. They killed support for it in January 2020. Coincidence? Probably not. <laughs> um, <laughs> but all right, I'll let you start. What do you think of this? The Surface. I Duo. thought it looked pretty cool. It's. I love the no camera hump. Oh my god, that must feel so good. Um, <laughs> I also really like the tent mode. Cause like if you're walking, like let's say you're in like a cafeteria, you know, after COVID, uh, and you're like eating food, you can just like have it in tent mode, eating instead of having to prop up your phone against 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 a water bottle or something. I don't know. Overall, I thought it looked really nice. Um, I thought it was an interesting idea. It's too wide <laughs> to be, you know, held to my phone to my face as a phone. <laughs> um, I don't know. Everyone was like, "Wow, Qualcomm Snapdragon!" Like, I don't, I, I have no idea what those processor names are. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I was like, "Wow, interesting name." But I don't know what it means. And everyone was like, "Oh, last gen." I was like, "Oh, okay, must be bad then." <laughs> um, I thought it looked really cool, and honestly, everyone was complaining about it. But I think it's kind of like the fold, the first generation. It all has flaws. Second gen is when you're going to want to buy it. Like if you're an average consumer, not just like an enthusiast or like someone like that. Yeah. But I don't know. I thought it was a really cool idea to be able to like, you know, have two screens and stuff like that. I think that's a really cool idea. I wish it was thinner in terms of like, like, like size wise, oh, yeah, yeah. like more like a fold basically, you know, like, like maybe two iPhones, like in a book form. But yeah, other than that, I thought it was really cool. Okay. I'll start. This has been... 
I think this is the device I've been most excited for wow. in the past like six, seven years wow. in the smartphone world. Because I'll be honest, like, the iPhone is a very cool device. The Samsungs of the world are cool devices, and the, particularly you know the Fold and all that are really cool. I, those phones I love, but the Surface Duo, I think, was the one I was most excited for because it was the one that I think was going to be the most different. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I think in particular because the folding phone from Samsung was really cool, and it is very different from what they've done in the past. But I feel like they're trying to deliver the same experience that you would have on, like, a Note, for example. Whereas, when I look at the Surface, it's instead of doing the big, one big screen, they got the two... I, they're not really small screens, but, like, medium-sized yeah, screens, yeah. I guess. Yeah, it's very wide. So, I was super excited for... Like, I'm not going to buy it because first-gen product, I think it's... Also, like, 50, it's about, like, $1,500, I think, right? Yes. Yeah. $1,400. $1,500 for that 256 gig, which I think is essential for a device in this day yeah. and age. But, like, I'm so... I was... I, I'm still very excited for that phone. I really want it to do well. It doesn't need to sell millions of devices, I don't think. I think if it can just sell enough so that they're willing to make a two and then a three at some point, like that's so exciting for me. Like the, the design is really cool looking. Mm. The only thing I, I did wasn't a huge fan of the camera. Yeah. And, it's like front facing, but then to take a, you to like fold it and then yeah. flip it around. That's kind of strange. Like, it's not just, it's a bad camera. Honestly, I, I wasn't expecting it to be good. I don't know yeah. if anybody was expecting it to be good. It seems like Microsoft looked at the camera and said it has it. It's it, but it's, it's, a, it's a productivity device at the end of the day. Right. It's not for, you know, taking 8K photos of the wilderness. <laughs> right. And I, I, think the, I think one of the coolest parts about it, in, in my mind anyways, was sort of the ability to... It, it's, it's versatility. I think, as you said, it's got the tent mode. It has the use a one, one screen mode, two screen mode, read it like a Kindle, mm-hmm. uh, pull out a Surface Pen and start writing on it. I think that was some of the coolest stuff because of just the potential. Like the iPad, like I'll put, I'll put this in perspective. I think personally, the iPad is the most fun device I own. Wow. It is. Yeah, I'm going to say that because it's one of those devices. It's super versatile. And you know what? Like a, a Windows computer or a Mac computer, they're cool. And, you know, you can do stuff on them. They're very productive, but they're not fun they're not fun while you're doing that stuff like yes the ipad i will admit the ipad makes you change your entire workflow yeah i'll be the first person to say that i've had to change my entire workflow because of the ipad but you know what it's fun like once you get into that workflow you're like man this like i actually so i edit the podcasts uh at this point all our podcasts i edit all of them on the ipad on ferrite right yeah Yeah, on ferrite great great app by the way highly recommend it if you're podcasting um but I edit all on the iPad. I've got, I use, I'll use my fingers. I'll use the Apple pencil. I'll be cutting. I'll be slicing intro, outro, all that sort of thing, all on the iPad. And it's fun. It's more fun than if I was doing it on a Mac or on a PC for the matter. Mm-hmm. Like it's just fun. And I think in my mind, when I look at the surface duo, I kind of see that same thing where it's looks, it just looks fun uh-huh. to use. I like, see. Yeah. Like that's, that's the way I see it. That's why I think I was so excited for it. The fold is cool. But the Fold, in my mind, is actually... It, honestly, it's probably the device that most people will end up buying. Yeah. A device like that. Yeah. I'll be honest. But I think the Surface Duo just looks so much fun to use. It, um, Outside of the fact... Yeah, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. You, 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 I'll let you finish. Go ahead. 
Yeah, I was gonna say. Now, from all the reviews I've heard, the software is okay, not it's great. It's new. It just came out. Yeah. But at the same time, Microsoft of all companies had Windows 10, which when it first came out was a dumpster fire. There's no other nice way to put that. So I, I do have confidence, at least that they'll stick with it. even Windows phones after they stopped, they discontinued. They supported it all the way to like, it was, I think it was either beginning of this year or beginning of last year. Like, that's crazy. That's a long time for a dead phone. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, that's, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I, um, I really like that approach you have to looking at devices as fun. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's such a unique way of thinking about it. I'm actually going to start thinking about that myself, I think. Because I was thinking, you're, th- you're talking about like editing and stuff on iPad. You're like, it's fun. And that's how I feel with my Mac when I'm editing on my, um, you know, like on the Mac. But, you know, I have my mm-hmm. little, uh, you know, Personas IO station DAW, basically. It lets me edit, you know, with my hands rather than like the mouse and stuff. I feel so happy when I use it. Like I, I'm like a little boy. I like I feel so excited to use it when I edit. <laughs> um, honestly, for me, I don't think I'm gonna feel that way about the iPad until I'm able to develop, not develop, but like code on my iPad. Mm. And I'm really hoping I'll be able to do that by the end of my university career because these IDs are gonna have to be able to work on Apple Silicon, you know, within right. a couple years because of Macs. So just put it on the iPad and then let me do things on the iPad. Okay. All right. So actually, let me bring up. I had a conversation with Patrick. Uh Uh, I don't, I, we might've talked about it on the podcast. Uh, we might've talked about the podcast. I actually can't remember if we did, but I'll bring it up again. Anyways, I was talking to Patrick and I kind of had like a aha moment a little bit because I realized, okay, so the Macs are getting Apple Silicon based on their arm architecture and all that sort of thing, Mm -hmm. their own architecture, essentially. So that means that all these apps, all these developers, all the, all the people who use the Mac because it's based on Unix for coding. Right. That means all of a sudden, all these coders are essentially, if they want to still use a Mac, are going to eventually have to upgrade to Apple Silicon. Yeah. Which means at some point, Apple Silicon is going to need to support Unix. IDs and yeah. Unix and all that, if they want to keep that audience anyways. And I'm sure they which, do. I mean... Right. Why would they if not? You're, if if even just to run Xcode, I'm pretty sure you need to have Unix. Right. So when I look at it that way, I was like, okay, well, the Mac is going to get that, but that also kind of has a trickle effect where all of a sudden the iPad yeah. might eventually also exactly. get it. Exactly. Like it, it should. It doesn't it's make the sense the way it process, It's the same architecture. Why not just... It's a smaller screen. That's like... The difference is literally just a smaller screen. That's <laughs> the entire difference. But could you imagine right. like having notes... Uh, I, I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a computer science major, so of course I'm, like, all giddy about this. But I can just imagine, you know, writing in C on one side of my iPad and having notes on the other side. Oh, my God, dude, I love it so much. Like, see, but I, that's why I look at these products, I'm like, they actually have, like, a really cool set of, like, interests. Like, the Surface Duo, all that. Like, they all, those products to me are the coolest because they really potentially could change your entire workflow. Right. That's the coolest part. And, and you know, also... We also have this, as we were talking about earlier, the Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 2. I'm, huh. And listen, I like that phone, and I think it's really cool. And I'm not disparaging anything Samsung's done. They're, it's an awesome-looking phone. And again, I think it's the phone that most people will buy. And It's the most cleaned up. I'm still it's excited. Cleaned up. It's a second yeah. generation, of course. So the second And the second gen has got a bigger screen. Uh, no more giant like notch in the corner, which oh, the, we're still waiting for. Uh, the, the front screen is also like the whole screen, the whole size of the phone now, mm-hmm. instead of you know like one little square 
in the middle. And the ca- the cameras have been improved. Uh-huh. It is interesting. They took a a page from the Z Flip, where now it can like stand up on its own and do the like you know hinge type design thing. Well, I think they just were like once they released the Z Flip, they were like, hey, why don't we just put this hinge in the fold? <laughs> it's better. <laughs> and uh, yeah, my understanding is it's a much better hinge. Yeah. And honestly, it kind of makes sense. You know, you're in zo- we're in the Zoom world. What if you put Zoom on your your Galaxy Z Fold if you have one? Prop it up. <laughs> Make like a cool like little camera setup. Oh my god! Um, granted, I don't know if Zoom is going to support that on that <laughs> yeah, phone, I don't know. but it, again, this is one of those things again that you have to get developers to go along with. Yeah. And, and since the Android mar- tablet it's market so is fractured, all of Android yeah. is fractured between phone makers and stuff. That's like the reason that development on Android is so hard. From what I've heard, yeah. is because you have to support. Phones from so many different screen sizes, different OSs, different operating systems, you know, different bugs, different issues, right? You really need to have like a whole team basically for just Android. Yeah. Or iOS is, is like, even with, with Mac OS now, it's going to be like, oh, one person can write a whole app for all three because it's all the same code. That, that is interesting. And like, that's the interesting like argument for even Chrome OS to some extent is because Chrome OS is actually kind of in the same boat as well the apple silicon stuff because it can run android apps um granted not through native like apple is trying to do but through uh emulation essentially but it it is an interesting question of like z fold 2 is i is actually a device i think you could potentially justify buying for it's two grand it's gonna be very expensive of course but if you want to be on bleeding edge of tech and you wanted a folding phone, there it is. I mean, that's the one they get. I listen, mean, the f- I like the Surface Duo, yeah. but buy the Z Flip too. Yeah, I, it's the, the better it product. The, the front of the fold of, or the new Z Flip, whatever it's called, is uh, mm-hmm. uh, glass now. I believe it's actually glass. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like glass, but it's also I'll, I'll, not I'll wait for the Jerry Rig uh, yeah. teardown. Yeah, <laughs> for the uh, but they also for the hardness test. <laughs> My my understanding though is too they put like a plastic screen protector over the screen like there Again. should be everyone with a plastic screen protector. But this time, they said you it shouldn't destroy the display, but they still recommend that you go into like an official Samsung type store to get it oh removed if you want it removed. I mean, it's not elegant. I I, I think the majority of people that get it might just keep it on though. Yeah. It probably doesn't hurt to keep it on, but. I mean, folding phones are here, and I'm excited, yeah. and everyone should be excited for folding I'm, phones. I'm hoping Apple does something. Apple's going to be the last one on Yeah, the it'll be five years from now, and they're like, and look, the iPhone fold! <laughs> five years from now. They're, they'll wait for everyone else to iron out the kinks first, because, I mean, look at every technology that Apple has ever done. Has been second. Has been done five years before. But they also tend to do it the best, because everyone else kind of ironed out the kinks for them. Yeah, they used which, to do things you know, first. <laughs> back yeah. in the 90s and like 80s they used to be first and now they're like oh well, wait a bit like a weird thought the first iphone didn't have video recording it didn't like it did not it only had pictures it wasn't until the next iphone after the first samsung phone came out that they had video recording mm. so you know i think maybe it's just the way apple approaches the iphone in particular that's how they just roll and see things, jobs which... still around them so it's not like you can blame tim because mm-hmm. that's just things change over time i mean <laughs> Yeah, I, and, and you know, to be fair to them, I will be fair. I think folding technology is still in its infancy it, yeah, stages. Definitely. It's, de- 
And actually, that's part of the reason I think the Surface Duo is a, such an interesting device, is instead of trying to go for gold and go for the folding display that Microsoft has no experience in. I think they know that. They said, okay, let's just do folding phone, sure, but two different displays. Just make it easy for everyone. Yeah. Um, and more durable, because it's glass. Mm. And while glass cracks, uh, you know, fake glass on folds gets destroyed yeah. like the original one oh my God. Um, you know uh deeper, deeper grooves at a level six if you know what i'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> um but we're i i you know honestly but i think if you were trying to get in the phone market you had two grand burning a hole in your pocket and the fall is definitely the way, to, way go. to go you know it's had it, yeah. and developers have had a year of development on the same footprint of fold because of the original fold so the duo will take some time to have developers on board but the fold, I think, especially with this one well, being so cleaned so, up, it'll be more mainstream. Here's an interesting thought, though. The Duo isn't one display. It's two screens that are almost normal Android. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, so then they don't so really it, need that much development then. There's not really development for the Duo because it basically acts as two phones plunked together. Huh? You don't. It, Whereas, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whereas the fold has the issue. It is one giant screen. It's a canvas. It's a tablet, whatever you want to call it that Android apps just don't like. Whereas the duo, they're like, Oh, it's just a normal phone and I can be over here or over on this screen. You know, I wonder which a uh, fold version will be more popular. The open as a book or the, uh, you know, wrap around and then you like, it's like this and then you like open it, you know, like, like this way. Or like this way. I wonder which one will be more mm. popular by with the people. I think the inside one. Because it protects the, the screen, style. right? Yeah. It protects the screen. Now, even after we get glass screens, I think just the fact that, you know, you could drop your phone potentially and the inner screen yeah. will be more protected. Yeah. You know, that and and if you want that Kindle experience, open it up, read a book. Yeah. That seems pretty cool, right? It does. Okay, the duo, I bet reading books in the duo feels like actually reading a book. Uh, you know it's what microsoft they like pushed amazon they're like hey buddy you know we know you got a kindle app <laughs> and we want you to show up on both screens properly. make it happen <laughs> make it happen and they did so That's we awesome. have kindle app on duo read like a book could you imagine um, like if the ipad are like a 12.9 ipad inch folded <laughs> that would be that would be actually really cool it would be like it almost would be like a textbook almost, yeah right? yeah Oh man, that would be And then really like cool. you unfolded it and then you put it on the keyboard. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. That'd be really Apple cool. Will never do, Apple won't be doing that for the next five years, but you know. 10 at least, I help. don't think, or a while. You think dude. 10? Dude, Ooh. I think the first, they'll first do it on phones and then eventually maybe it'll come mm. to the iPad. The okay. iPad will not be the first to get for. the newest technology. That's true. The only reason the iPad got the LiDAR early was because they wanted to refresh in the middle of uh, spring or whatever. That's the only reason LiDAR got it. The iPad got LiDAR sooner. And I think maybe they wanted to make sure that the LiDAR worked. Yeah. Honestly, we don't even know for a fact that they will include LiDAR on the phone. There's a lot of rumors. Okay, what's the point? I, I, the one, well, two things. Is it it that they could make, is it so they could make their AR little, uh, Apple spinning thing and we could have it hover. Yes. <laughs> is that why? September event. <laughs> I think AR stuff is going to, I think Apple's is going to be pushing AR stuff a lot more in, oh, as we go into this. You think maybe this. they're testing it for Apple glasses? 
That would be interesting. Whoa, dude. I, mm, maybe, maybe that's maybe. what it is. And I think the other thing is too, I think Apple wants to push a little bit farther into like, let's say home core design, for example. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden you could just carry your phone or your iPad and you could show like a client, like a chair or something. Yeah, here's here's your room if you Ikea, if you if you got furnishings yes. from Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wonder if you'll eventually be able to save scenes like like you scan your apartment right Maybe. and then like yeah. you put things down you have like different scenes and you can like open them up and then you know you scan your room again so it knows where you are and then it puts everything right. back where it was that would be really cool you know and i know apple probably lidar i'm sure was in development for a lot longer oh, yeah. than the pandemic has existed yeah. i and they bought that vr uh the vr company the vr camera yeah, company what is it called nexit or something i forgot what it's called next yeah next v i, I don't next remember VR? either way basically i don't know Next VR, basically they just got cameras and they recorded environments so that you could have that VR experience. I do wonder, like, if that could potentially mean, like, an Apple event, for example, they had. You could take your phone and, like, walk around with it, and then you could, like, see the Apple events on your phone. Oh, my God. Like, walk around. I could see them doing that. That'd be so cool. During, like, holidays, during the, I think if you walk into the Apple stores with the Apple Store app, it'll show you, like, a bunch of little, like, uh, decorations. Yeah, yeah, it's so cute. Yeah. So, but imagine scale. Yeah, I know. And with LiDAR, now all of a sudden you could map out the entire thing and, like, walk around normally. I wonder if they'll have, like, a public art feature. (laughs) Like, for AR, if you wear, like, their glasses. Maybe. Yeah, Yeah. then they have, like, graffiti on my screen and ads on my my (laughs) eyes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But moving on from Apple, let's talk about oh, more about Microsoft. Xbox pricing has been revealed and uh, it's pretty cheap. Yeah, what was it? $500? For free? Uh, so they're gonna have two. Oh, right, There's the one digital and then the CD version. Yep, one's gonna be 500, one's gonna be 300, which from all the other rumors, PlayStation was supposed to be 600. At least, so, yeah, at least. At least, that's very true, could've been. Could've been more. So. And I'll be fair to PlayStation. So they actually developed their own like solid state storage so that their games could load a lot faster and stuff, mm-hmm. which is honestly probably why it was going to cost around $600. But now that Microsoft has sort of come to the scene with a console that is half the price. Yeah, because I think the uh, what happened was the uh, Xbox Series S or whatever it's called, the, the smaller one, mm-hmm. got leaked. And then Microsoft was like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, well then that's true. And then here's the pricing. Everyone was like, what? They confirmed it? It was crazy. <laughs> they they did the favorite thing. They did the thing that like Google does when a Pixel feature gets leaked. They're like, oh yeah, and here's a new Pixel phone yeah. too. <laughs> now yeah. that it's all been leaked. It's so here, funny. Here it is. Um, I love that. Um, but oh, 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 one thing I forgot to mention is a little side note. RTX, apparently uh, the 3070 card is so cheap because they're trying to compete with the uh, consoles oh. as well. That makes a lot because of sense. Because the consoles actually. are only yeah. AMD GPUs. Right. So they actually- that's part of it too. I forgot to mention this earlier, but yeah, the RTX 3070 is probably $500. As a direct competitor, essentially, it's basically PC gaming against console gaming at this point, but also right. AMD versus NVIDIA in that way. You know, I just thought about it too. I just thought about it. So NVIDIA is developing all these broadcast features, uh-huh. right? All these features. And they're essentially trying to offload stuff from the CPU. So I almost wonder if the play is, let's say you have a computer that's, you know, three, four years old. You've got 
a CPU that's like an Intel six oh, gen, yeah. whatever. And then, but you know what? NVIDIA is like, well, hey, listen, you could, you know, spend a little bit of extra cash, get that RTX 3070 or even a 3080, mm -hmm. throw that in your system. And instead of your CPU having to deal with all this overhead when you stream and stuff, just let the graphics yeah. card handle it. Oh my God. You and could, then all of a sudden- you could, do, you could stream on a potato CPU now. <laughs> yeah. So all of a sudden, instead of, you know, you going out and, uh, upgrade your cpu and like having to be like oh maybe i want to save some money on my graphics card it said splurge on the graphics yeah. card it handles all the big processing stuff your cpu could be a lower end one oh and all of a sudden it's fine god that's brilliant on a on nvidia's part because they're going to be uh because if amd is trying to get in the market with intel and nvidia right. was like oh but you don't need a good graphics card then what's the point of getting a high-end cpu at that point right all of a sudden like Buying a console is like, well, you know, I have this old PC. I can just throw a new graphics card in. Like, like and have better performance than and... the consoles. Right. And potentially more lifetime. I mean, yeah. consoles consoles do last a long time. Yeah, yeah, very they, they get updates and all that sort of thing. But a lot of times they are stuck with exclusive stuff. Uh -huh. You're, you know, you don't really have the ability to well, buy. You don't only really don't have on PlayStation now that Xbox is like, hey, yes. everything will be available on PC too. So it doesn't really matter what you choose. Oh, that's a good point. Well, actually. Xbox, yeah, Xbox because... Game Pass. You can get it on all your Microsoft stuff. It doesn't matter True. what Xbox. On all your everything. Yeah. So it's just PlayStation now that really only has exclusives. And and from what we're hearing, PlayStation is potentially going to be the most expensive console out of this generation. Yeah. So it's really going to be More... how much do you really want to play those exclusives? That's going to be yeah. what it is. Yeah. And I mean, if you get, you could buy, if you buy an Xbox microsoft wins if you buy an nvidia gpu microsoft still wins and nvidia wins yeah that no matter way. what with, with xbox games no matter what if you if you don't get a console if you only get a pc you're still paying for the game right yeah. you're still paying if, and if you have both you're paying for xbox game pass to be able to play on both i think and it's funny because i look at like nvidia and this whole thing the way they probably see it is well you know we're pc sort of thing like we need to make PC more competitive, basically. Yeah. That's that's what it make is. Make the PC because high-end gaming PCs a lot of the times can be more a lot more expensive than the console. Like I, you can build one under a thousand dollars, I think, pretty oh, easily yeah. now. But when you think about it, okay, so let, let's break it down. If you got a gaming PC today, and let's say you're on a budget, you want it to go under a thousand dollars, you get, Did, you, but you, you could, also want to you play could, AAA. You could get a thirty seventy. Oh yeah, yeah. It, within that budget range, yeah. easily. It's it maybe like you may think, oh, but it's like half my budget. Sure, but then your CPU. Let's throw in a relatively nice CPU. Throw maybe a last gen Intel one or AMD one, even a Ryzen. Yeah, yeah. I think you could easily get a great deal. You can get a cheap case for like fifty dollars. You know, CPU. I saw at Micro Center a couple weeks ago, fifty dollars. Um. Motherboard, you put you don't need to go more than like oh you don't need to go more than like a hundred dollars, honestly. And then what and then yeah. that's it. You've gone some everything. sticks of get some sticks of RAM in there. Oh yeah, RAM. That's under a thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> store maybe some store you and you could buy some hard drives to hold your games, maybe one SSD for boot. Like SSDs though are pretty cheap. Like for one terabyte, they're like fifty dollars now. For not 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 for not, not no not not yeah, an M dot yeah. two, obviously, but like no, no, like no, a SATA no. one, they're pretty cheap. I and you know what when you kind of look at it that way, Nvidia's ploy actually makes a lot more sense. And I, I honestly, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make a bit of an assumption, but I'm gonna say a lot of people 
who game on the PC probably already have a decent build. Maybe uh-huh. their graphics card is running on a little bit of the yeah. old side. You know, buying a new GPU, assuming your CPU is relatively decent, you're basically getting like going, it's basically like going from a hard drive to an SSD almost. You know, it's, in a sense. it's interesting. If NVIDIA comes out with the graphics cards that match the 37, with that match NVIDIA's, if your dollar is mm-hmm. cheaper, AMD wins in both cases then, aside from, you know, the broadcast stuff sure. and the CPU stuff. But like, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> I, I I am very interested to see what AMD releases. I, I and honestly, I'm gonna be for previous years. Ryzen looks really good. I don't know if they're gonna be able to match with the, Nvidia. Yeah. They're, they're, I don't honestly. I don't think they're gonna be able to match with the 3090. But I think that's kind of the point. I think the, the 3090, 3090 is, is, for, is is to you know is to still just flex the muscle, just to be like, hey, yes. this is what we can do. And we're not even trying. <laughs> yes. I, I think the 30, I don't think, but I, if AMD can match at least the 3070, yeah. I think they can maybe make a little bit of a dent, but. Because the, the, again, the 3080 really is mainly for enthusiasts. Where people are mainly buying is right. going to be the 60 and the 70. So if they can get yeah. them at the 3070, like the 3060 at least, but if they can get them at 3070, oh my God. But I, I, you know, and I think, but I think a big part of it too is if NVIDIA's ploy does work where they can offload more and more stuff to their GPUs because their GPUs have so much overhead because they'll still, they'll still win out uh, by a so powerful margin though. But, but consider this, like if you're in the market for a graphics card, you, and you're, you want to start streaming, you might say the NVIDIA GPU is worth it to you a little bit of an extra premium. But let's look at the majority of people are not streaming though. True. So the majority of people gaming. Yeah, I guess for gaming, yeah, yeah. Like we 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 I, I, we've really never talked about AMD hardware, Ryzen, and uh, their GPUs are actually are really good. The side where AMD tends to hurt gaming is really in software. Yeah, drivers mm-hmm. software. They just they really do struggle, and that's the one area where Nvidia in particular is very strong. Yeah. Say what you will, GeForce Experience is a very bloated I program hate, for I all intents so and purposes. It's so slow. Oh my god. <laughs> but Compared to AMD's offering, it looks amazing, yeah. which is not a good thing. Like, if you've ever used Adrenaline software to update your GPU, it's like pull, it's like pulling a shard of glass from your foot. Okay. It is a pain in the butt. But, you know, again, if AMD can at least start releasing hardware that at least is on par with NVIDIA, maybe a little bit lower, but also lower price, you know? Yeah. A little bit. Of, I think we could see some at least have some competition, I, and then the next generation yeah. will really be when things spice up. But I, but um, in terms of the Xbox pricing, I think that was a really smart choice on Microsoft yeah. to have a super cheap version. Oh, I say super cheap, three hundred dollars though, and you're gonna be able to game next gen for at least the next. Well, five, remember seven this years. is kind of. Didn't they say this was the last console they're making though? Both Sony and X- and Microsoft have said that. Mm, so it's not really that's like. True you know, like support for a long time. This is it. This is the last one. Like there might be, you know, upgrades of it over time, but this is the mm-hmm. last, this is the final version. I think, and in this version too, is supposed to be able to stream uh, the Xbox. Yeah, stuff, yeah, right? yeah. So it's, it's like, yeah. what, what they're doing with Windows 10. This is the last Windows version. We're just going to increment it over time now. That's it. And I mean, if they can pull that off, honestly, like it should, theoretically, it shouldn't need that much And like, power. it makes so much more sense to do it that way for consoles at least because. Yeah. You can, especially if you're going to be pushing your cloud gaming, there's not a purpose to be, you know, upgrading no. your console every 10 years. If it's going to read the same stuff, same games you can run on PC, just 
upgrade the internals, but keep the system the same, largely. Keep the games compatible across all devices so you don't split up your, ex, your, your, your cloud right. gaming program. Because if you do that, then you're going to be cutting out games from consumers and stuff like that. You don't want to do that. You want to have the a broadest market as possible to get the most amount of money as possible. <laughs> right. True. Very true. Yeah. So I, I wonder how I Sony is going to compete. I mean, they have the PlayStation Now thing. Okay. But even then, I, I don't have, has PlayStation Now ever worked on the actual consoles themselves? Or has that just been a computer thing? I'm actually not too familiar. I've never, I've never actually bought a PlayStation, so I would not know. Yeah. I... I mean, they have PlayStation now, which I guess in my mind would be the closest competitor they have to X Drive, mm-hmm. but or X Cloud, X Drive, <laughs> X Cloud. But at the same time, Microsoft does seem to have the better. I don't even know if it's a better selection of game. They don't have as many exclusives as PlayStation does. But once again, if you're able to play every game all the way back to the original Xbox, yes, you might not need exclusives because you have such a massive back catalog. Yeah, I mean, um, like maybe for new games, but but uh, is those pay, is paying another five hundred dollars for a PlayStation really going to be worth it at that point? If you have a, well, I mean, if Microsoft gets its way, you just you can pull up your laptop yeah. that has no power on it, and you just stream that you new triple game straight to your laptop. <laughs> could you imagine? Well, if Apple allows yeah, if Apple that. Allows that mm. but... Yes, but but I uh, could do a topic for another day. God. That'd be so cool. <laughs> um, and that's a whole other topic. They released a whole playing new rule the original set for, Halo on on your uh, phone. Good lord, uh, that's a whole other topic. Yeah. Apple changing up how. They're I mean, like do on Android, you'll you'll definitely be able to, obviously. So oh, like that, that's going to be so cool. But anyways, we're officially uh, we're. Fi- this episode is officially done, so a lot of fun topics, as you can probably tell. A lot of exciting yeah. things. Man, there's so much excitement. I'm I'm ready for the next set of releases. Me too. Honestly. This it's month will be, be so very exciting. But anyways, guys, uh, you know, follow us on the s- social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and, you know, subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you listen to. We're on all yeah, of them. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and join us on our new YouTube, YouTube channel, Artificial Video, where... I don't know if the first video is going to be up, but should be up relatively soon. So keep an eye out. Yeah, keep an eye out. And, you know, we'll still have the podcast here for you. It's actually going to be a double episode by the time you guys hear this one. So you're getting two for the price of special one, week, which is special free. Week. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. But we will see you next time. Adios, everyone. Bye.